Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Well, today I want to share some news stories you may have heard, but also a few you may have missed. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, there are times that I can tell you that doing this program, you, you almost can get yourself easily into a rut if you're not careful. We have covered a number of news stories over the past 18 months almost now. Not quite 18, but it's closing in. And we started this program because of the pandemic and and the narrative that was very disturbing, even back a year and a half ago. I, I've shared with you many times that I first really learned a lot about this pandemic in ways most people would not. In February of 2020, when I was asked to consider coming out of retirement to go to a county in another state to help with their emergency management response. And what do we all know? Let's be honest. What did you know? What did I know? What did the media know? What did Fox News know? What did did Newsmax know? What did anybody know back in February or even January of 2020? Just there was some kind of a illness spreading in China, and before long it spread into Europe and other places, and it was going to eventually come to the United States. A lot of politics were involved, and the next thing you know, people are scared, and rightfully so. They had heard all the dire predictions from the Imperial College of London. Predictions predicting millions upon millions of people dying in the United States alone by the summer of 2020. Of course, none of that ended up being true at all, not even close. All over the world, we descended into, we have to do something, we'll do anything to get rid of this plague. And I will admit that as I went into emergency management again. I went in with an open mind, an open heart, and a desire to serve and do my best to protect all of those people in this large county in which I was going to serve. And it didn't take long before things that were being predicted were never happening. It didn't take long before you could detect some of the politics entering into the conversation. Now, I can remember, like I say, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time. I've got a bunch of stories. I've got at least six stories I want to get to today, if not more, and a few things that I really need to share with you looking toward the future. There's some good news out there, too. But as I look back to the beginning of March of 2020, we started hearing, what are we going to do? We, we need to decide who's essential and non-essential, who can stay home for two weeks. Remember, it was just 15 days to flatten the curve. Essential, non-essential. 
Of course, government was always essential, no matter what your job was. It didn't matter in government if you were in charge of parks and recreation and the parks were going to be closed. You were still considered, because your government, essential. And that began to be something disturbing to me. And what they chose in the state I served to allow to be open and what was told to be closed became increasingly arbitrary. I'll tell you that I was serving in a rather blue county, if you know what I mean. Not that that affected my decision to go there. People are people, and and providing a service is providing a service and doing what is right over what is wrong. But within, you know, essentially from the time I started the process in February to the time we got into May, I had enough. I knew there were too many things that were not true, and I knew there was a problem at hand, and I knew there was politics being played, and I knew we were being lied to on many fronts. New story that I'm looking at right now. We all know this one. This this is nothing this is nothing new. But there's more evidence emerging every day that here in the United States, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the wizard of COVID, the father of the virus not only initiated efforts to cover up any evidence pointing to a lab origin of SARS-CoV-2, but he, he actually was shaping the highly influential paper, this academic paper that came out, that would tell the news media that it totally excluded the possibility of a lab leak. It had to be of natural origin. It came from a bat cave. It somehow got to a meat market, and it somehow jumped from a bat carcass or a live bat to a human, and people started dying in the streets in Wuhan, China, which just didn't make any sense. There was an article that was put out, and it came out in February of 2020, and the article was called Proximal Origin. And this was written by so-called virologist, but it really had the fingerprints of Dr. Fauci all over it. Why? Because Dr. Fauci and his organization have been spending lots of money studying coronaviruses, gain of function, though he tries to deny it or, or twist words. He's in up to his eyeballs in gain-of-function research, bioweapons, and yes, the idea of an mRNA vaccine to be an antidote to this bioweapon have been in the works for almost 20 years. It didn't come about from Operation Warp Speed. Those involved never bothered to tell anybody all the quiet research that had been done. One of the things that really tipped me that there was something amiss way back in March, early April of 2020, and I think I mentioned this last week, when I was preparing some news releases to go out to the TV stations and radio stations and newspaper in that county, I was doing a little bit of background study, and I ran across something that I, that I don't think anybody uh, bothered to pull down at the time. In, in trying to get more understanding about the nature of what is called SARS-CoV-2, you know, th- this is a severe acute respiratory syndrome. That's what SARS stands for. COVID is COVID. Uh, 
I did a little bit of a search to try to find some medical understanding to pass along and, and make it, try to put it in English, in other words. And, and in my study, I, I typed in some search parameters and I came to this article at the Center for Disease Control and Infectious Disease in Atlanta, the CDC. And, and this was a very detailed article. And it was rather fascinating. And, and I referred to it a couple of times over the next several weeks thereafter when I read it. And there were some things that puzzled me because, see, it was talking about a SARS-CoV outbreak, but this outbreak was not 2020. It was 2003 and 2004. And the paper that I was reading was what's called an afterwash. In other words, summing it all up, the conclusions, what to do, how we dealt with it, how we deal with it in the future. A SARS-CoV outbreak. How do you deal with it? Well, that's the first time I ever heard the word hydroxychloroquine, even before the president of the United States ever uttered those words. Now, I never really understood the fullness of it at the time that I read it. And it's talking about, I didn't realize it. Did you know that 30,000 Americans died of SARS-CoV-1? And did you know that they had discovered lots of things would be helpful for any kind of a severe acute respiratory syndrome based upon a coronavirus, hydroxychloroquine being one of them, zinc, vitamin D and C, all that is mentioned at the CDC website in a paper dated in 2005. And then after President Trump uttered the words hydroxychloroquine, the mainstream media that hates all things righteous, conservative, decent, and moral. They really do. And I've got stories to prove it. Their heads exploded. I mean, at MSNBC, CNN, they were calling Trump everything they could possibly get away with. How dare he talk about this? Dr. Fauci disagrees. Well, we've all learned the hard way. And I don't understand how the world can even give the man 10 seconds of their time any longer. He's a provable liar, a provable reprobate, doesn't care about you liar. He will lie to the Congress of the United States. He will lie to the news media. And I believe he lies to himself every day. He's immense in his own power. He loves the power and the spotlight that he's received. But I truly believe, and I've said this before, and I want you to listen to this very carefully. In the midst of all this bad news, I think there's a lot of good news coming out. I said it back in December. I've said it at the beginning of this year, and I am more and more convinced it's even coming faster than I thought a month ago. The news and the truth is going to come out. It's going to come out rapidly. You're going to see many governments having to to stop what they're doing. And many have already done that. Some that have surprised me to be as quick as they are. I know that the Biden administration here in the United States, Trudeau and Canada and others are going to be a little slower. They've got too much invested right now in this power and control to 
They, they just can't get on the television and say, well, never mind. We made a mistake. They can't do that. They have to save face. So there's going to take some wrangling. There's going to take some setting you up mentally, uh, setting the new narrative over time. So when everything changes from what it is today, what it was last month, what it was two months ago, it'll make sense and people will not be as angry at their government and they'll many people will be deceived to think the government did the right thing the whole way through there's been so much information out there that we've shared on this radio program about the effectiveness of wearing a face diaper it's not a big deal it doesn't do as much as people think too many studies have been done and look i know there are masks that would work but nobody has them Most people couldn't afford them if they could get their hands on them. For a virus, anyway, these surgical face masks were never designed to stop a virus. They were designed to stop bacteria, which is 1,000 times or greater in size than a virus like SARS-CoV-2 or any of its mutants. So a face diaper... Um, For children, it blocks oxygen. It kind of ruins their school experience. It makes them afraid. And I'm looking at some news stories. I I saw one about this this lady, a former Playboy, uh, whatever uh, model, I guess is what they called him, her. She's 48 now. She's flying from Tampa to Atlanta uh, just before Christmas. Just, you know, not just about a month or so ago, about a month ago. And there was a guy on her Delta airline flight to Atlanta from Tampa, not even sitting next to her. I mean, she's a little bit of a distance from this individual. The guy is eating. He's having some food. Yes, I have flown during the pandemic. You are allowed to take down your face mask when you are eating or drinking actively. And this woman went absolutely ballistic. She got up out of her seat, not even wearing her own face mask, screaming at this guy to put his mask on before he kills everybody on this flight. She was determined. She's cursing. I can't play the audio that I heard. She's making a complete idiot of herself in this abject fear. Now, here's a person that I would venture to say, and I'm not being judgmental, is probably not, shall we say, a church-going believer. And she's hitting the guy and spitting in his face. And the whole time, she's not even wearing her mask. Thankfully, she was arrested in Atlanta, and she's barred from flying. Except to come back, she can go home to L.A. and then come back to Atlanta for a trial. But that's about it. And she has to be on meds to do it. But this is where we've gotten to in this world of fear. You have people that walk around grocery stores. I, I was I was parked at a, at a grocery store the other day here in our community of Port St. Lucie. And it's not a big shopping center. And I, this car pulls up and there's this lady. She's in the car. And, you know, I, I can see her. I'm sitting there waiting for a, a quick call before I went into the store. 
And I'm looking, and she's putting on her face mask. She's putting on her blue gloves. She's putting on a bonnet. She's doing all this stuff and putting on a jacket and, and almost wrapping up her wrist so she can go into the grocery store. And we've learned that this is not really going to help you, but people are so determined to hold on to this life, they lose sight of everything. They're so busy trying to stay alive, they stop living. And this is so eternally sad. When it comes to people like Dr. Fauci, there's no doubt, there's no doubt that he and others, I don't think he'll be employed much longer in his position. And I'm going to go out on a limb here. And this is not a prophecy. Believe me, this is just a common sense prediction made by somebody that's been around a number of years and observed how things work in government. Right now, Ireland, uh, the Czech Republic, uh, United Kingdom and other nations around the world are backing off their COVID requirements, their mask mandates, their vaccine mandates, their vaccine passport mandates which I know is a shock to some people that had all these Mark of the Beast predictions about this particular vaccine, that all of a sudden that narrative is falling apart. And there's a reason that it is. And I want to I see if I can help you both theologically and factually, if you'll just bear with me for a moment. England and other places have been far ahead of the United States in attempting to vaccinate their population. They have a head start, and they're seeing the total and abject failure of these vaccines. They're also beginning to notice, not that they want to say it publicly, that there are some serious side effects, and they don't want to be caught politically in the crossfire when they get blamed for the damage that these vaccines are doing. It's that simple. Then places like Canada, the United States, right now, the United States has a puppet in the White House, an incapable, mentally deficient, former reprobate senator, out for his own interest, politician to the max, the biggest phony the Senate ever had, Joe Biden. Good old Joe Biden, who'd rather climb a tree to tell a lie than stand on the ground and tell the truth. And this is what they ran for president. You know, we're running grandpa for president to kill the virus. They just hated anything conservative that much. So they've, they've, they're so invested in what they've been doing in blue states and the Democrat Party at large and the extreme left side of that party. They're so invested so deeply mired in this. They can't just turn today in a dime. It's going to have to be done over a period of time. And they're going to have to come up with some way to take credit for the number of infections going down, the number of hospitalizations dropping off. And they're going to have to find some way in the next month or two to declare victory over COVID. After all, Biden's approval ratings are so in the tank, the Democrats are worried about November. I know they could still pull a rabbit out of a hat, but I'm saying they've got to start doing something now to undo two years of a narrative they've been invested in. If they maintain this narrative, 
all the way through the summer, they're going to lose in November. And they're going to lose credibility with a lot of people that believe them when the facts are not going in their favor anymore. Even CNN will have a hard time hiding this. MSNBC that is that is built on a foundation of lies and being being anti-anything Christian, even they can't hide it any longer. They've made statements that are going to come back to haunt them. I shared one yesterday, Rachel Maddow, saying, if you take the vaccine, you'll never get COVID, you'll never spread it. Well, we know we know that's not true. These things are coming out. And even those that were so bought in politically are beginning to shift the narrative. The reason they know full well if they maintain it, Democrats are going down in flames in the fall. They've got to fix the narrative. That's the good news. They're going to fix the narrative. We're going to find out the vaccines were not as safe as we as we anticipated. And what I really predict is going to happen is, you know, Moderna and, and Pfizer and Merck and others are coming out with these wonderful but very expensive drugs that if you come down with COVID will essentially cure you like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin does. But those are too cheap. And so they'll replace the billions of dollars they were getting from vaccines with the multi-billions they'll make over the cure. This is what's going to happen. And so I predict the Biden administration and Democrat governors around the United States will be declaring victory over COVID and the fact that we now have workable, provable, brand new state-of-the-art therapeutics. And somehow we're supposed to forget everything that happened and, and, and turn our attention toward, you know, racial equity, uh, critical race theory, empowering our children. I'll talk about that in the next half hour. This, this is where we're heading to. This is where we're heading to. It's going to take the United States and some other countries. I think Austria is going to hold on to the bitter end. They're going back to their German Nazi roots of the 1930s. That's scary to me. France, I think, you know, you don't see it on on the mainstream TV. The hundreds of thousands of people that protest in the streets, they can't contain this much longer. Even people that took the vaccine are now questioning booster after booster. We know they're doing that in Israel. It's going to be commonplace across the globe. Biden can sit there and say that everybody entering the country at a port of entry must be vaccinated. Not that he cares about those that the two million that came over illegally across our southern border. That didn't matter. It's all politics, every bit of it. And it was all about control. The World Economic Forum, I've got a little story about them I want to share Uh, in the next segment. I've got another story. Are you a terrorist? I mean, I have some questions. And if you answer these questions, you can determine if you are considered by our government in the United States, probably the same in Canada and the United Kingdom and Australia, definitely, uh, and New Zealand. If you answer yes to the following questions, chances are you are a domestic terrorist that must be defeated. And the war on Christianity, the war on Christian schools, the war on on the Bible itself, and how school districts want to control your children to the point that they own them, 
and they will determine which gender your child should be, and you have no no say-so. I've got a lot of that and more coming up in the next segment. Now, before we take a break, we got a little time here, and I, I do I have to share this stuff. Had a strange phone call over the weekend. I didn't have a chance to talk about it yesterday, but I want to talk a little bit about it today. Where this phone call is going to lead, I don't know. As many of you know, I've, I've got an extensive broadcast background before I ever entered ministry. It's what I've done since 1972. I think it's next month, or I can't remember if it's March or April. One of those months is the beginning of my 50th anniversary with, with a paid job as a radio broadcaster, 50 years. Hard to believe all these years have flown by and how the world and, and the industry changed. But I had a call, and I can't say where. Uh, I mean, I've got a, I've promised not to disclose, but I'll just say it is a relatively large radio market, a radio station that has been for sale. Um, there have been problems with ownership, and I may do some technical work on it this spring. There's somebody looking at buying it, and, and something tells me it may be a medium used for the glory of God, at least in part of what it does in its broadcast day. So what my level of involvement is going to be um, toward the spring, I don't know. I may have to do some travel. I'll let you know. But right now, I'm always looking for these opportunities because we need platforms to reach people. And I and like I say, the good news that I feel in my heart right now, this is incredibly good news. I completely believe, thoroughly believe, that we're coming into a time of respite. So why am I telling you all this? There, there's a lot of things that are coming as an opportunity. I said last year, I thought that 2022 is going to be an opportunity year. Uh, especially for people of faith that will take advantage of the things that are about to happen in our world. There's going to be an opening, so to speak. I believe there's going to be a period of time where we can actually spread the gospel in spite of all the persecution, in spite of all the, the difficulties. I think for a period of time, the majority, not by a large Portion, but most people are going to begin to see the truth and some of the lies exposed. I've said it over and over again. I'll say it again. I believe that God is going to pull the veil back and people are going to see the truth, just like the Wizard of Oz. Who's that man behind the curtain? And for many, it'll become self evident. But for those that have chosen to believe the lie, that have cursed God, many of those people will never see the truth. And they will hold out hope that they can keep the virus alive. I'm telling you, it's going to be it's going to be that stark. Other things that are happening is, you know, you, many of you know that I'm working on a shortwave project. It's going to wind up this hard labor that I'm putting in, like this week and next week and probably the week after. It's going to subside. And I've really pushed myself, bruised myself a lot more than I expected to. But, but hey, it's okay. It's a lot of hard work, but I'm glad. And it's coming. It's going to be winding up pretty soon. And we're going to have more opportunity on radio for this radio program, you know, in short wave. And this other project may open things up even for some more domestic. I don't know. 
All I can tell you is the signal of the station that I'm looking at probably helping a little bit in the spring. Not a full-time job, trust me. It's not going to be a job. It's going to be something to be involved with to get it going. It could reach millions of people. Let's just leave it at that. And uh, only time will tell. There's going to be, there's other opportunities. I had a conversation last week. Do, because I am in ministry, do I want to help put together some kind of online church for those that have no church, those that may be at a distance, those to be ready if, if the next pandemic comes down the pike? And, and I'm thinking about it, but I'm not sure. Is it, is, it, is it something that I should put my time and my personal treasure and, and income in? Uh, is it something I'm being called to do? I don't know. These, these are things that I have to debate each and every day. And, and I just want to be where God wants me to be. I, I really believe in the radio program that I'm doing. Some days I think the program is terrible, and, and then, then you surprise me with wonderful emails. Other days I think that I've hit a home run and I don't hear a word. I'm just me. And, and I have to also pray, do I need to take this entire ministry, not just me, but this ministry of truth to ponder, some online projects that I've been postponing, do I want to do all these things? Do I want to build up this ministry larger and have more people involved? That's the next thing that's on the back of my mind. And I've got to pray about it. And your input, believe it or not, means more than you'll ever know. Should I, I know that I can't rely on the internet forever. Right now, it's going to be an open door, and you better believe I'm going to use it. But I'm not going to be dependent upon it as my only source of reaching an audience. That's what radio is all about. And there's some other things that can also be used. I need to know what you think. What do you need? What kind of other programs do we need? What things should I be helping to, what can I help you pray about? Would you help me pray about where God is calling and leading this ministry as well? I don't want to miss the opportunity that 2022 is about to bring. And as I said, things are moving a lot faster than I ever expected. I, I, I knew the truth would come out. I thought it'd be by the summer. But when I started seeing the United Kingdom and others saying, oh, okay, we're done. Well, of course, the World Economic Forum, they met last week. They're already coming up with the next crisis. They, they, they know they need to pause a little bit, but there will be a crisis. And there will be a way to get you to own nothing and be happy if that's, that's their goal. And they're going to do it through the billion-dollar, trillion-dollar corporations to control your life. We'll talk about that on the other side. There's a lot of stories I have to share. Didn't expect this to go as long as it did in the first segment. Real quick, if you believe in what we're doing and want to see us continue on the air, would you consider making a a small gift to Ancient Word Radio? That's our parent ministry, Ancient Word Radio. And mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, number 3248. Once again, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. The city is Crestview, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code is 32536. That zip code again, 
32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. God bless America. Well, but what does that mean? Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. After September 11th, everybody was saying, God bless America, God bless America. But a question, which God, which America, and what blessing? Do they mean the God of the Bible or the God of political correctness? The God of Islam or of Hinduism? Which God? And which America? The America founded to be a light to the nations, to be the source of the gospel throughout the world? The refuge of the Jewish people, the friend of Israel, the foe of what is godless, or the America that is the chief exporter of pornography, and much immorality, and the god Mammon, and which daily blasphemes God in its media, and which advocates the killing of unborn children, and which blessing? The blessing of being kept safe and prosperous so we can continue in sin and continue to take God out of every corner of public life? The point is not God bless America. The point is, America, bless God. The focus of our prayers are not not to be our nation's prosperity, but our nation's repentance. And so too in our lives, we tend to focus in our prayers on God blessing us. More important is that we bless God, that we repent, we live in God's will. You can't expect his blessings if you don't embrace and submit to his will. Pray and seek for our life to be in his will. Bless God with your obedience and God will bless you with his best. Want more? Ask for the voice of the watchman. Now, the free gift for you. The mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. And sapphires with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Special updates and teachings. Israel, world events and prophecy. The secrets of strength and victory for every day of your life. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua. And you dial it. That's it. So, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 to receive your free gifts. You will be blessed. But call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and the unreached peoples all over the world in every nation and tongue. Can imagine blanketing the earth with salvation? You can. Shortwave radio is the farthest, greatest way you can ever spread the gospel. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You can be part. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Here's how. It's right to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's Box 1111. It's Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Alechem. Bless God. Peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah, Adon Olam, the Lord of all. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. We spent a lot of time in the first segment talking about the collapsing narrative of the virus, its origins, and how because of Omicron, the whole thing is is becoming, well, a nightmare to those that thought they could use this pandemic like a plandemic to get their digital currency Uh, their digital ID and all this implemented. They're going to have to do something else. I think that the narrative is going to fall apart. 
but the desire to have the digital currency and pretty much spy on everything you do, that's not going away. Uh, just like Dr. Peter McAuliffe has said very clearly, the, the vaccines have stopped. Uh, they don't do anything in stopping the transmission, so why bother? Just like the gal on the airplane that was mad at that person eating food, believing that a mask, and if everybody's, like somebody wrote, if everybody was just vaccinated, there'd be no virus to spread, and that's, that's a lie. We now know completely that people that are fully vaccinated and even boosted are spreading the virus at rates even faster than the unvaccinated. Go figure. So they're failing. You can't hide that forever. It's, it's becoming obvious. When Starbucks decides, you know, maybe we're not going to push a mandate either, you know that it's over. And now the Biden administration and others have just got to find a way to bow out of this gracefully and take and, you know, bow out and take an applause for for stopping and shutting down the virus. That's what they're going to do. They're going to reinvent history that everything we said worked and we've done it. So vote for us in November. We were there to to save your life. A lot of truth is going to come out. And, and, and I don't worry about that. What I worry about is taking advantage of the time we're about to get. So let's start talking about what the new battleground is going to be. And there's going to be a new battleground. No doubt about it. I mean, we're already some, we're so sometimes busy with some stories, we miss the other. I really believe we're going to see some things happening around the world. Many of you know they're going to happen. Uh, those of you that are aware, you know these things are, are going to happen. I saw an interesting story. I'm not going to have time to read all of it. Maybe I'll share other bits and pieces of it later this week. There was a, a quiz put together, 50 questions. I'm, I'm not going to have time to do all 50 questions. I'll do some of them. And these apply not just to the United States. These apply to Canada, United Kingdom, Scotland, Ireland, uh, United you know, Australia, New Zealand, Germany, France, anywhere that's supposed to be, quote, the Western free world. This is becoming the narrative. And I think of nations like Austria that should know better from their own history 90 years ago where they were. They should know better. So the answers are simply yes or no, and I'm not going to do them all. Do you ever criticize government? Have you ever been shadow banned or censored on social media for a political opinion? Are you a parent? Have you ever expressed concern about the education of your children in a public school? Do you believe in conspiracy theories? Are you suspicious of organizations like the FBI? Are you unvaccinated? Have you ever questioned the effectiveness of COVID vaccines? Do you hold any negative opinions of Dr. Anthony Fauci? Do you believe in individual liberties? Have you ever referred to a public official as a globalist? Have you ever heard of the Great Reset from the World Economic Forum? Would you consider yourself an opponent to the LGBTQ agenda trying to influence young children? 
Have you ever considered yourself patriotic to your nation? Do you believe that there's a thing called the New World Order? Do you do you deny many elements of man-made climate change? Have you ever visited an extremist website like truth2ponder.com? Do you believe your way of life is under attack? Do you believe in being prepared? Do you consider yourself, as a Christian, somewhat a fundamentalist? Do you believe that your faith should influence your politics? Are you a military veteran here in the United States in particular? Do you have a negative opinion of the United Nations? Have you lost faith in public health officials? And do you see the silliness in being ordered to wear a face diaper? Are you opposed to vaccine mandates? And are you distrustful of big pharmaceutical companies? Now, if you answered no to those questions, then you are a perfect citizen to the new world order. If you answered yes to a few of them, well, we can get you re-educated. Just watch, you know, CNN, MSNBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, uh, you name it. Just just watch that and, and we will fix your mind. If you've answered close to half of those questions as being yes, you're either an anti-government person and we can still work it over and fix you, but obviously you're a troublemaker. And if you answered a majority of those questions in the affirmative, you are clearly a terrorist and the government is going to eventually be coming after you. And see, that's the world that I think that we're coming into today. The narrative is going to shift. I mean, they, they ran this thing as far as they could, two years, which in an information age is pretty incredible that they were able to control and hide much of the narrative for that long. But there comes a point that the floodgate is open and truth comes out and the majority of people see it and you cannot hide it any longer. And this is where this is where I firmly believe we have this is the new territory we're in today. What I find really disturbing is how the big tech companies have become literally well, the Pravda, which used to mean truth in Russian, or the communist daily worker. They they become the new gatekeepers of truth and information. Facebook has their fact checkers, which they had to admit in a court of law, really just people with opinions. They're not really facts, they're just opinions. But they're the opinions they like, so they call them facts. Big tech, they have been creating the user-facing products that we see, like Google, uh, like digital advertising, cloud services, you know, ISP providers, all of it. And and for the longest time, they were just looking for customers and more people connected. But somehow, the woke agenda has worked its way into the corporate offices. And these big behemoths think that they're doing the right thing by, by censoring the things that you say. They have become so distracted by being politically correct that they've lost sight of, you know, integrity. Let me say that again. They're so wanting to be politically correct because they don't want to be canceled. And they figure that people like you and I are not, we're just going to keep buying the M&Ms. We're not going to care. 
So they're 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 trying to shore up their base with about half, maybe forty percent of the people that are the most they're vocal. The problem is with Christians, we can be very vocal, but not where it counts. Let me say that again: we can be very vocal, but oftentimes not where it counts. Most would rather just read a story and be on the sidelines to observe and say, yeah, I agree with you 100%. But how many of us have skin in the game anymore? And and see, that's what the enemy of your soul is counting upon, that you do not have skin in the game. You're not going to have skin in the game. You don't care to, you know, mess up your employment options. After all, maybe you're just a few years from retirement. You know, in the early days of the internet. And I've been around technology all my life. It's what I do. I went to school for it almost 50 years ago. Thought I'd be staying in the radio bit, but business only, but I no God had other plans. In the early days of the internet, due to the way that it came about and it was developed, it was the telecommunications companies that would lay and control the underwater cables. And we created, in partnership, these telecom companies with national authorities created monsters like Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Facebook, and all its related entities. By the way, I'm going to throw this at you. I I know some of you, you know, use Facebook. I'm sure you do. I do, too. I, I use it as an observation point, and I sometimes make some little snide comments on the web. I don't live or breathe or my life is not dependent upon Facebook. But it's become a monster company. And yeah, I'm going to pay attention to what's going on there. And there's several things that that I've noticed um, lately. A lot of my friends keep getting shadow banned. A lot of their content keeps disappearing. A lot of their stuff is being censored. And, you know, what are we going to do about it? Probably not much. These giants, you know, and by the way, how many of you have ever seen these little games? Find out what kind of person you really are or your favorite this or your favorite that. How many of you play any games on Facebook? Take this little quiz and find out what kind of princess you are or some, you know, these nonsensical games. How many of you play those games? Don't do it. They're harvesting information about you like when is your birthday? What is the color of your eyes? They're harvesting personal information to attach to what they can already find from your Facebook account. And they're selling this data to third parties. You have to understand what you're dealing with with this technology. It is invasive. It it spies on you. And the sooner you understand that, then you decide what you're going to share and what you're not going to share with these tech companies. These tech companies are all about power and money. Money being really number one. Profits being number one. They don't care as much about ideology as they care about their bottom line, their prestige, and their power. Never forget that. Never forget that they care more about their money and power than their ideology. They will just stick their finger in the air and see which way the wind is blowing. And right now, the wind is blowing in the favor of the left because the left makes the biggest noise. You know, someone said that the way these tech tyrants have grown in e-commerce and everything else, 
When you look at social media, it's not only that they own the store, they own the road you use to get to the store. Ten years ago, they used only 10% of the world's total undersea cable capacity. Now these tech tyrants are running about 70% of it and growing aggressively. Big tech. Google that started out with the saying, to do no harm. Well, they're the most harmful company out there. They now are literally their propaganda masters. You can't say anything truthful about Corona that they decide they don't want it to be the truth of the day. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how they back off and pivot. They're going to have to pivot because the virus is going to fail them very quickly. The Internet is like any other tool out there. Depending on how you use it, it can be either a curse or a blessing. For me, yeah, this radio program is available online. Someday it may not be. Someday it may be limited platform. Someday you may be restricted depending where you live to be able to even hear it. But while I have the opportunity, believe me, I'm going to use every bit of technology I can get my hands on including legacy technology like shortwave radio, domestic radio, anything else. I'm not going to be so dependent upon the tech tyrant set at the push of a button. Good example. How many of you remember Parler? Came about right after, you know, the 2020 election, man. Everybody was hopping on Parler, the new Twitter with freedom. And, you know, I I got the app, and I wasn't really impressed. And I'm seeing people like Dan Bongino and other so-called great conservatives there all investing their money in this, no less. Yeah, they're making money on it, too. Nothing wrong with that, but just so you know, there's a motive there. It's called money. It always is. And all of a sudden, one day, the folks at Google said, you know something? We don't like Parler. We don't like the fact that people are saying the elections may have been stolen. We don't like the fact that they're calling out Biden's dementia. We don't like this, that, or the other. So we're going to take you out of the Google Play Store so you cannot be on on an Android phone. And immediately thereafter, the iPhone people, the iStore, did the same thing. Suddenly, you couldn't get Parler. And then Jeff Bezos, one of the richest men in the world, who founded Amazon, own so much technology that so many people are dependent upon, said, hey, Parler, you're leasing space on Amazon servers that you're renting. We, we don't like you. You got 48 hours to go get lost and move somewhere else. Parler went dead. Parler is still a dead entity as far as I'm concerned. And now a lot of you are saying, hey, Bob, you got to get on Getter. That's the new thing. That's a new place Dan Bongino and company have gone. Well, good luck. It's on Amazon servers, too. How long is this? And by the way, Chinese investment in it. So between Chinese money and being on Amazon servers, do you think I'm going to waste my time getting on Getter, you know, G-E-T-T-R, whatever they call it? No, I'm not going to waste my time at all. Listen, I have a lot of friends that have been encouraging me to go on all these so-called new, better social media sites and apps. I do some on GAB called Gab. I spend a little time there. But I, I'm, not, I'm not as inclined to jump all over 
every new nuance of social media designed to attract conservative audience, viewer, and listenership. I, I just have this, oh, I don't want to call it fatalistic feeling, but it, it's not a good feeling. While certain things that have been dominating the news for the last year and two years are going to begin to fade into obscurity in 2022. Mark my words, it's going to happen. They can't maintain this much longer. And they all have to find ways of of pivoting and saving face. And here in the United States, with an election coming up in 10 months, (laughs) you better believe there's a lot of... There's a lot of, shall we say, focus groups going on right now to listen to terms and words and how can we get people to to believe that we solve the crisis? How do we dominate the news? You know, government and the leftists are very happy to realize that the majority of people do not even pay attention to news anymore. They just listen to sound bites and headlines on Facebook, for crying out loud. There's some new battles that are coming together. The World Economic Forum, to me, is they're they're willing to tell you what their plan for the world is. And don't think they're a bunch of outsiders and outliers that have no control. This is where the billionaires and the people that control the trillions of dollars in the banking industry and major governments, this is where they come to meet. And they know the virus... Even Klaus Schwab, in his own words, about a year ago said, there's only a brief window of opportunity with the coronavirus pandemic to achieve our goals. Did you understand that? There is only a brief window of opportunity to achieve our goals. Now, before I forget, I need to really add this to the conversation. A lot of people kept sending me material all this past year about this, that, and the other, um, and I chose to ignore a lot of it because I didn't feel comfortable in sharing it. There's a couple of websites out there that have all kind of bizarre headlines, and people say, Bob, you've got to share this on your program, and and then I'll look at it, and then I'll pray about it. I'm going to go, I'm not touching this. I'm not touching this. And then they have to run from their own narratives because it turns out what a lot of stuff that's out there trying to appeal to the conservative audience is a bunch of baloney. It's a bunch of what they call clickbait headlines. They want you to buy their products and, and what have you. I'm not selling anything on this program. Maybe I should help defray the cost, but it's not my motive. I, I'm not like some websites where people are making millions of dollars and becoming very wealthy to produce a program like I produce. I don't get paid to do this. But there are those out there that have storefronts making millions of dollars a month, let alone a year. And I'm a little bit gun shy. The World Economic Forum they are worried about carbon emissions. They're, they're worried about governance. They're worried about health care. They're, they're worried about equality of outcomes and all this stuff that runs around pretending to give you a great world but will put you in slavery. The Davos crowd knows that their time with the coronavirus is winding down. They're still going to milk it for everything they can get. But the Great Reset is still on. It's still in it's still in process. 
and they will come around with with climate change, equality. They're going to be, they've got 140 of the biggest firms in the world that have taken a knee and have bowed down to Klaus Schwab. And they're going to get into banking. Yeah, the day's going to come. Banking is going to be next. Now, before you say, see, it's Revelation, you're, you, you might be right. Might be right about the book of Revelation. But let me explain something that you need to, if no one ever told you this before, you need to hear this now in no uncertain terms. I'm putting on my pastor hat. Satan always uses the same playbook, period. He doesn't have to invent anything new. He just keeps recycling the old playbook because it works. The spirit of Antichrist, according to the Bible, has already been here. It's already, it's here. It is here now. It was here 2,000 years ago. And the same plan, dominance, control, I said it the other day. I said, you know, even even the emperors, Augustus wanted the whole world to be enumerated, counted, identified. Sound familiar? The whole world had to be taxed and controlled. The whole known world anyway. And that's how Jesus came into this world. It's been done by the Hitlers. It's been done by the Stalins. It's been done by every despot across time. The same playbook. And one day, that playbook will work globally. We've seen it repeated over and over and over again. Satan exposes himself, yet those that choose to believe a lie are perpetually and forever blinded. They can't see it. So there'll be a new crisis. It's going to be here before you know it. Don't think that it won't. The next crisis is on the horizon as I'm speaking to you today. The world will not see it because they're rejoicing that we've defeated the Rona. And we don't have to worry about the boosters after all. And the face mask can come off and we get to get our lives back. The scarring, the damage is permanent. How many of your real rights are coming back remain to be seen. If you believe in a Christian worldview, you're going to be the next target. Another story probably for tomorrow or Thursday. I'll get into it maybe Thursday. To understand that Christian schools, homeschoolers, you're the next target. Had a story about a school that was trying to have a club and they're encouraging this little girl to become a boy. Much to her mother's chagrin. And when they had, uh, thankfully, remote learning because of the coronavirus, uh, the little girl went back to being a little girl because she wasn't being influenced. Look, transgenderism, all of this sexuality, all of this nonsense, the attack on the Christian faith, it's all part and parcel of the same thing. It's part of the plan. Do you believe in our work? Would you consider supporting us? Our mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North, Number 3248-5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. And we are in Crestview, Crestview, Florida. The zip code is 32536. You can make your check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Once again, Truth to Ponder, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, 
visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world. This ad is almost three million gallons long because it's exactly the same amount of time it takes for that much water to flow over the deck at Niagara Falls. So how does the deck stand up to all that water? Thompson's water seal. Just another reason they call us America's recognized brand in water protection. Weather protected, water sealed. Thompson's water seal. Trust the seal. Available at a retailer near you.